And we welcome you back to the Northland Sports page. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, Nick Stoltman. PA is in the building. We believe he's grabbing some caffeine, whatever form that may come in. There's a guy that doesn't need any more energy, though, and he's going to go get it, and then he's going to join us, Dave Cook. Just come back from uh, just coming back from Seattle. He still may be on uh, Western time, and a little bit of caffeine might go a long way. Or he really loves coffee. When you're in the mecca of Starbucks in Seattle, maybe he just develops a habit. Yeah, he's got a burn for it now. <laughs> Absolutely. One other habit that he's had is joining us, but this will be the first time actually in the flesh that he'll be yeah. part of what we do. So this will be fun to actually determine his demeanor as he answers the question, because we always feel like. We're fairly good at detecting sarcasm, but we don't always know for sure. And he's played a lot of bits on us before. And, and one of the bits that I'm looking forward to not having to be subjected to today, but I'm curious if he'll do it anyway, is we usually have some form of connectivity issue. Yes. So even when it's fixed, on the phone he'll go, hello, hello, can you hear me? Hello. And he knows full well that we can and vice versa. So I want to see if he's sitting you know, 25 feet to my right, if he still goes, I, I, I can't hear you at all. Yeah, starts tapping on the microphone. Hello, hello. Just because tradition dies hard, or maybe it won't at all. But we were talking a little bit about what do we want to traditionally talk to PA about as he now enters the room as we're here on the Northland Sports page. And I'm getting a hug from the Viking Vox legend. Paul Allen is here, and we'll let him get situated. He's got the coffee and the headset. He's ready to go. Very gracious to join us again. Paul Allen, I think he might have the wrong headset on. Yep. He wants the one with the microphone connected. We'll get them all set up here. Welcome back, my friend. Hey, it's, it's, it's good to see hey. you. You're on the phone with us almost every other week. Yeah, I man. get to actually see you today. Right. Good to see both of you. Dave, good to yeah. uh, meet you in person for the first time. And um, you'll notice via the quick twitch, I went immediately for yeah. the Vikings Entertainment Network studio microphone and headphones because I'm like, wow, this is uh, this is what I usually do here. But uh, given us the fan Duluth, we have uh, different contraptions. Absolutely. Well, thank you for letting us. What uh, was the song? Was there a specific song yes, like you guys was. do? You were a little Stevie Wonder today. Nick's our Nick's our oh. studio DJ. He can he can enlighten Stevie you. Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Isn't she lovely, Sir Duke? I wish. I wish. Wow, that is so funky. Yes. And those who uh, those who like the keyboards and I wish, and you like to watch live music like me, that's my number one habit, uh, hobby that is. Uh, well, if it's, it's a habit as well, right? If it's my number one habit, holy cow. That'd it's a habit-forming <laughs> hobby. That'd be fantastic <laughs> because it would eliminate like six other habits right. that need to be gone. Uh, but uh, Lady Gaga yeah. did a live version of I Wish really? in a celebration for Stevie Wonder. And it is, I mean, St Stevie's one, but for Funk Appeal and the way she tore that song up with Stevie right there in the first row, yeah. uh, bobbing his head and shaking his shoulders, uh, it's 1A. Absolutely. I wish Lady Gaga live. I was going to say, gotta add, I got my phone in hand. I got to add that to my Apple Music playlist right now. Go ahead. How much time, Brian, PA should know this. How much time do you and I plan? All right, we got to find the funkiest <laughs> song that we can right. find. What can we surprise them with? There's, Anything? Yeah. There's a lot of truth to that. So we go into the studio about an hour early. Mm -hmm. And we pick the music for the day. Yeah. And a lot of our usual segments, oh, use this. There's a pun in there we can use. Or there's a lead-in in there. <laughs> oh, wait, it's PA. we got to do a little more thought process <laughs> yep, as to what we're going to do. Something. So, so whether or not it's a great song or not, you yeah. get our you get our finest out of twelve yeah. each week. I'm honored, um, and, and I'm always willing to text or email you suggestions. Yes, when it comes to the below the surface type music that I listen cuts. to, yeah. like like a Bobby Womack across 110th Street. Yeah, uh, Bobby Womack's a quasi familiar name to uh, those with a. Uh, old uh, R&B roots, but uh, he has some super popular songs, at least back in the day, across 110th Street. Now, now that's, a, that's a jam. That's a
that's a good one. So can we just take a moment as we get to infiltrate your studio here today mm. on the Northwest? Welcome Sports to the Facility. Yes. yes. That's where Practice I want to go. later today. Kareem Hunt here yesterday. Yeah. I mean, you guys, uh, you guys came at the right time. We did pick a heck of a day to be here. So I just wanted to take a moment to marvel at the whole thing. I mean, the studio is one thing. The campus is another. Mm-hmm. How much of a joy to come here regularly is this? Because that's got to be, you know, there's a lot of great parts to your job. This yeah. has got to be one of them. Yeah, it's, 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 um, it's a blessing. I mean, that's about the only way to put it. It's because when we did things at Winter Park, now that was a, a different form of a blessing right. because of its intimacy and its history. And, you know, every so often, if, if I or we have smell the roses moments, uh, at Winter Park, you're walking through the hallways and you're like, wait, Fran Tarkenton, uh, Bud Grant, Ed White, who's actually here today. You know, oh, wow. the, 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 uh, the Vikings of all Vikings ever to Vike. I mean, they, they walk those hallowed halls. Now here, we open here in 2016. And the first time I walked around it, um, I'm not going to say that I've certainly put off is the wrong way to look at it. Um, this is Taj Mahal. Yeah. I mean, that, but I said that today, but with a Taj Mahal like feel, the amenities, uh, the extravagance. Well, with that comes a different mindset as the transition would be. And I'll just leave it right there. So therefore, all of the shiny toy aspect, um, I, I had to adapt and I had to adjust. Yeah. Um, you know, d- despite the, the public shoes in, in which I walk and the jobs that I have. Right. You know, I'm, I, I'm just, I'm pretty simplistic. I'm pretty to myself. You know, I got my Ford Edge out in the parking lot. Nothing against Ford Edges, but nevertheless, you know, <laughs> right. We ain't driving Jordan Addison's Lamborghini or Corin Robinson's uh, Porsche. <laughs> but um, does yours go 140? <laughs> Uh, I'm sure I can. All right. It's an ST. It's good. It, I'll, I'll bring the handicap parking sticker. Let's one roll. One of those little things. Yeah. So, so for what I do uh, here in the radio studio, uh, doing a radio show weekly on Wednesdays, yeah. 9 to noon, uh, and during training camp once or twice a week, then we do the uh, Kevin O'Connell X's and O's one-on-one. That's in the big TV studio right behind you, which if you haven't seen before you leave, you have to. Okay. And um, all, that down. all other ancillary things up on the third floor. Um, the my, my best of best, the media relations uh, friends, Spearfish Sammy, uh, Jeff Anderson, John Ekstrom, Carly Bonk, and so on. And uh, then you you head down the, the long hallway. You make a right. That's the locker room. So obviously that's beneficial. And uh, <laughs> then you, you get out to the fields, and it's just gorgeous. I yeah. mean, at, yeah. at Winter Park, you had two fields. Uh, no, you had one field and a field house. They, they would split it up into two fields. Uh, here you have four, sometimes five fields. Wow. You have uh, bleachers and stands that are fantastic. And you have uh, amenities like the Omni tent and, and, and the other private areas you can go right. that, you know, really makes sense to, to bring clients and prospective clients out. And I, I get the whole aspect of it now, now that, you know, I've kind of immersed myself in this building for as long as I have. I love it. I mean, it's spectacular. For good reason. So I want to go back to something you said because you mentioned, you know, even at Winter Park, mm-hmm. Fran Tarkenton goes by and, whoa, hey, it's Fran Tarkenton and Ed White, et cetera. That was a question that, Dave, you and I were talking about last night, that we were that excited to see you today. I know we've met before, but, you know, in legendary titles, if you will, of radio, you qualify mm. for us. Oh, but, you're we were, nice. but we were curious. Who's the person that you met that you went, holy cow, I just met so-and-so? Well, first Whether it was 20 years ago or yesterday. First and foremost, with <clears throat> with practice being today at 3, yeah. generally speaking, it's at noon. And, and uh, oh, excuse me, the walkthrough is at noon, then practice later in the day. Um, and Saturdays, you know, if, if, if 
like I'll do uh, your show. Yeah. Uh, say 1105-ish or I love whatever. that. He says it like a regular. I love it. <laughs> but I'll do it from here. Yeah. Because I like to go out to the noon walkthrough. Yep. It's non-media and non-fans. Yeah. So, therefore, to get the quick twitch on the numbers and the body types for our team in a game like the Seattle game. Uh, I'm able, there are two fields during walkthrough on one field. They have the ones and, and the, the high end twos who are going to play a lot and they're getting ready for Tampa Bay. So you'll, you know, you might see Mike Evans number, Chris Godwin's number and stuff like that. And then on the field that I need at this time, it's what they're going to do against Seattle. So therefore, A, that uh, the team and the head coach and the general manager permit me to do that, knowing they can trust me, uh, is a blessing. Uh, but it really helps me when I call these preseason yeah. games. So with that said, um, I, I was working on a surprise for you guys today. Uh-oh. I was going to have Kevin O'Connell come down oh. here during this time. Wow. But because they move practice yeah. and walk through, they're in meetings. Well, and, thank you for the sentiment. That would have been that amazing. Cool. Um, and I was going to try to surprise you with that, if only for a couple of minutes. And Kevin is fantastic at doing things like that. But when it comes to... Um, when it comes, um, you know, it's I'll never forget the cafeteria at Winter Park um, and and the late Bud Grant sitting with um, still a Minnesota Vikings consultant, Paul Wiggin, uh, who was a big time coach with the Kansas yep. City Chiefs and and a plus scout. I mean, Paul is football immortality. And and Bud called me over to sit at the table with him. And I had just shaken his hand is very early in my career, maybe let's say, oh, four, oh, five, oh, six. And um and we're talking a little bit. There's a problem. I can't remember what it was with, you know, some outside of the building type problem during the season. And we're talking about it. And uh, Bud said, and, and I've used it a million times, nine to noon. And it's actually a good metaphor for life where he, he was such a man of few words that he laid it out like, Paul, distraction is the ultimate equalizer. And basically put, because this team was good, and he basically put it like, no matter how good you are, no matter how many all pros you have, yeah. if you have locker room related distractions, you're done. You're done somehow, some way, but getting to the ultimate goal, you're not going to do it. And if you're bad, well, then that you probably have a lot of inherent right. distractions. So that um, that was something I never forgot, and it originated from those hallowed halls. Unbelievably simple, yet something that we need to be aware of. It kind of that that leads you into one of our favorite coaches, Mike Tice. Always seemed to have those talented, but they always seem to struggle a little bit. Hmm. You know, Ed White being here—that's yeah. such an interesting. Uh, so when I was a kid, yeah, and uh, my grandfather wasn't a huge football fan, but I remember watching those early Vikings, and he would say all these other players, right, and he'd. Say, but the most important player on that Vikings team is Ed White. And wow. you know why? Because he's the strongest man in the NFL. Right. And I can always trust him to do something. Wow. Right. You yeah. know, and, and Jim Marshall and, and some other Vikings, you know, you will hear, well, not Bud anymore, but Fran Tarkenton and some others champion the cause of it's ridiculous they're not in the Hall of Fame. Well, I mean, Ed, Ed White's in that category. Because, because when he was done after playing with the Chargers, you know, he had played, it's either consecutive or like, like he had played like 245 games. Yeah. And, and on the offensive line without the, 
medical or rehabilitatory situations they have now, oh, that's quite the feat. Yeah, head that's, an, right. amazing, that's right. an amazing feat. And by the way, you're going against the purple people leaders in practice, and then you're playing the steel curtain, yep. and then you're playing certain uh, the Raiders right. with, with those monsters they Immortality put out there. Immortality on the regular, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, Ed Whiteman, I mean, he, um, Randall McDaniel's probably the greatest guard in the history of the NFL. I'll go with that. Ed, Ed White ain't far behind. Yeah, that's true. That's I'm true. glad we're talking about offensive line, because when we fast forward to this year, mm. there's a lot to talk about there. Um, there was a lot to talk about even Thursday. I know mm-hmm. it's preseason game one. Boy, so. that, that O-line fell apart so badly in front of that rookie quarterback. Okay, they, they, I felt so I bad told for you. him. No, they did, and I didn't say you were wrong, but it's also preseason game one. So that's my question. Mm-hmm. What do you take away with any type of certainty mm-hmm. off game one on a random Thursday night in August? Well, first and foremost, um, Nick Mullins really looked the part. Okay. And I've shared with you guys before, and I've shared 9 to noon in passing. They like him here. A lot better than people would think. Right. Um, so I don't get loud about that or like make it a segment because then people are going to think specifically the, um, uh, the, there are just a fair amount of smaller dot coms that are covering the team that don't have access to get out here and they listen to my show, man. And it's weird because they'll hear me say things and then all of a sudden it's like they'll tweet about you. Right. Yeah. It's a, but it's a story with a yeah. byline. Yeah. Yep. And I'm like, damn. Okay. So I could be careful with that. Uh, be simply because of the context. I don't, I don't have anything to hide. Just know you get nothing but high praise from us on, so, the, on uh, the Twitter machine. Oh, I appreciate you. And likewise, in, in uh, reverse, I felt man, that. I appreciate I got, that. Got a lot of respect for you guys. But um, uh, the the insinuation never would be okay. Cousins is heading into the final year of his deal, and so therefore there could be another quarterback next year. Um, the insinuation I think people would pick up on is that I'm insinuating it's going to be Nick Mullins, and I'm not saying it's not, but I'm certainly. 80% the other side, 85 being like, I don't know. I'm right. just telling you that they like Mullins and his arm strength and his mind and his, his mobility a lot more than people think. I liked him with San Francisco to begin with. Go ahead. So, so that jumped out. But secondly, and, and probably most importantly, uh, assuming Cousins doesn't get hurt at any stretch of the equation, um, Kevin O'Connell, after the game uh, in the press conference, he dropped something of nuance, and I haven't read any recap stories or Friday or Saturday stories about the game, uh, but I think it's big because Ty Chandler, he looked good, and he looked really good last preseason, but when I watched back the first half and, and everything Ty did, he was slippery. He made guys miss in the flat. He hit the right hole. He caught it fluidly, and after the game, when asked about Ty, Kevin said, very pleased with the way Ty played. Yeah. Paraphrasing, we, we now know because of these preseason games, when the lights are bright, you know what you're going to get from Ty, but here's the dagger. We just we just need to see that during the course of the week. Right. Okay, so that indicates to me that there's something during the course of the week where they're cracking the whip on him, where Kevin may feel they shouldn't have to, but when the game rolls around, he knows the plays, he knows where to go, and and he's and God gifted him with the ability that a lot don't have to make guys miss and spin and and just a little slide and right. stuff like that. So Ty's getting really really good, really really good, and and I think he's really going to help. So to that end, you mentioned spin, and I think during the broadcast on Thursday, you mentioned that Dwayne McBride likes to spin too much. Mm-hmm. What's your take on him? Because the way we're seeing it, RB one Madison. 
Yeah. RB2 Chandler. Yeah. RB3 McBride or Kane or where Wan we at? Wu. Okay. Yeah, it's it's my my, my spin. Hey, Tatum, come on in. Uh, it's my, Marty. Um, Tatum Everett has joined us. Tatum Everett does awesome work for uh, Vikings uh, Entertainment Network and Vikings.com. Um, the, the inference with the spin was what I had seen a few times at practice. And then um, I, I went back and looked at Corey Chavis's periodical yep. Draft Nasty. Yep. And it's it's not for my taste. It is the most comprehensive, best draft magazine you possibly can get because of the time Corey puts in, the access he has with those who are coaching in the league now uh, because of how long he played. And so I read up on McBride before the Seattle game, and Corey was hitting on the, you know, he spins a ton. And because he spins so much, he fumbles. Yeah. So he fumbled five times last year. So so now we get to the game, and you know, I have that in my arsenal of intel, and and, and there he goes. He spins. Um, and his, his very first play, and I'm not exactly sure what went wrong, but he came in, and then all of a sudden he's gone for an hour. And this yeah. guy who's been here a week, Abram Smith, is yeah. the bell cow. And I'm yep. like, whoa. So then McBride comes in to return a kick, and something went wrong. Well then, now, well, then all of a sudden that got weird. So I'm beginning to believe this year may have some red shirt to it for sure. Dwayne McBride. Um, it, it'd be great if, if Wan Wu got himself healthy and could play in this Tennessee game. Right. Uh, but it, it's, I mean, I'd bet, I, I'd bet whatever, Madison into Chandler, and and unless something with the uh, Kareem Hunt reports work out, right. I, I wouldn't count on it. That's the one, too. I think the interesting thing with Ty Chandler, and it was just one play, but it struck me. It was the pass completion, the one that they had. In the yeah, play. right flat. And he, was and he chipped that defensive end. Yep. So the tie, the tackle had the opportunity yep. to control him. Right. Because that guy was eating the tackles yep. up the whole time. Yeah, what I, I remember liked, it. What I liked best about our first quarterback there mm-hmm. is, that, is that he seemed to pick it up if he seemed to see it for Mullins, yes, yeah, he seemed to see it first, and then there wasn't always on time. Yeah. But as the game got on, he got more comfortable right. with the pressure and stuff. It was just cool to see the okay, I've got this, I've seen mm-hmm. this before. But and, the offensive line, well, first uh, Mullins had played San Francisco, I mean, uh, Seattle four times, and he had three starts against him. And in his final game with San Francisco against Seattle, he threw for four hundred and fourteen yards yeah. and, and touchdowns. They lost, but right. you know, he he's, he's familiar a little bit with what Pete Carroll wants to do even in the preseason and and credit to pete i mean he really ramped up the pressure when jaron hall came in with the the offense the the third offensive line and and it changed the game uh but with that said with uh with with mullins now vidarian low played i think the whole game uh but blake brandell knows how to play austin schlopman has started games correct ed ingram started 18 and um and Oliudo has I mean so that that offensive line for a second offensive line is not bad and we Mullins have to be nice to Ed Ingram because Tatum's here and, it's the and LSU thing we got to be nice Mullins and Chandler were beneficiaries of that yeah. so that really played into it I'll give you the last one because I've kind of yeah. hijacked the segment. And we're up against a break. You got one more question for PA? Yeah. Because we got to let Tatum in the chair. Just, oh, yeah. Real quick, you know, the the undrafted free agents have gotten a lot of play this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've we've talked about Ivan Pace and, and the things, and it looked real. Um, Andre Carter II, mm-hmm. he stood out because he's wearing Anthony Barr's number. Right. He looks like the same guy except maybe mm-hmm. heavier. Mm-hmm. What have you seen as far as his growth? Well, at, at rookie camp, I had no idea who he was, and he just really jumped out. Uh, uh, then he got himself hurt somehow, some way, and, 
and then he was on the uh, the side field, which uh, which I call the Mike Hughes Memorial Field, <laughs> and he was there to begin training camp, which is priceless. But uh, yes, so now he came back in practice, and he didn't really stand out to me. I mean, I didn't, you know, I maybe I need to watch things closer. Right. Luigi Valane did. Yes, uh, that, yeah, that's a that, that's an undrafted guy from last year. They paid a lot of money for, um, and in practice, uh, when when Flores' defense is giving all forms of this offense trouble, Valane's having a lot to do with that. Now, Kyrus Tonga, Jonathan Bullard, and that inside group that right. played, well, they killed Seattle's de- offensive line. Just killed it. Yep. Now, it's all backups for Seattle, and Kyrus is going to play a fair amount for this team. I mean, they killed it, and, and that was very encouraging. Just when we thought you couldn't get anything out of preseason game one, we gave Dave Cook mm-hmm. and PA an open floor, and here we go. Mm-hmm. PA, it's good to have you here in the flesh. Ma'am. It was long overdue. It's yeah. awesome. Now I maybe won't text you and bug you quite as often. Hey, man, love joining you guys. Those Saturdays I get the opportunity to. Uh, welcome to the most beautiful facility in the league. Absolutely. And um, and safe travels, all right? Well, thank you for having us. Thank, thank you, you for having right the on. time for us. We'll go to break when we come back. They switch chairs. PA will get up. Tatum Everett will sit on down with us. We are the Northland Sports Page. I'm Brian Prudhomme. He's Dave Cook. PA, thank you. Nick Stolpin, take us to break. And welcome back to the Northland Sports Page. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, Tatum Everett assumes the chair once held by Paul Allen. We thank PA for his time today. Tatum Everett, I told you as we were in break that I was going to hit you with really hard-hitting journalism to start. Yes, let's do it. So I'm going to fire away right away. More pressure of a situation. Being on a radio show with people you've never met before <laughs> or the initials game quarterfinal last week. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely the initials. I, you guys were so friendly when I walked in. I was like, this will be great. Uh, no, that was this, that was very scary. Right. Very, very How scary. How much fun is that game, though? You know, I'm a big, like, I love games. So do I. I grew up playing board games. I love a good way to t- show people that I'm smarter than you think kind of kind of game. Right. But, uh, no, I looked really dumb in that game, not going to lie. <laughs> but you, it was tough. But you wait know? a minute. Before you call yourself dumb, although you did it, <laughs> For humor's sake, let's focus on the positive because that's how we are. Okay, I like it. You at least qualified for next year's I tournament. Did. You did yeah. not get, as they're calling it, Rosen. You did not get shut out. Rosen. No shutouts for me. No, I knew I had to take a big swing on that final yeah. one. Standing ovation had already been said, and it fit the first clue. So I was like, well, what do I have to lose? And then it worked out. Did you listen yesterday? Because Carly, Carly Zucker was swinging on every clue. She didn't win. Helvey did. She didn't win. But Carly was swinging on every clue. Oh, my goodness. Man, I really needed her to to win one for the right? girls. No, Jeez. I, I kind of thought you might feel that way, so I have to ask you this as well, yes. and I apologize to Dave. No, I'm, an avid, I'm an avid initials game listener. I, I, it's, I don't it's, think it's my co-host is. Right, right. It is. So that's part of my question. How much easier is it when you're just listening and not playing? Because I, I'll admit I wasn't available to listen live yesterday, so I podcasted it at Town mm-hmm. Suites in Egan last night. <laughs> and, you know, I get like four or five when I'm just sitting there listening alone, but you can also guess three or four times. Sure. How much easier is it when you're like, I can play this game, and then you get up there, I have no idea. It, for some reason, the first, so this is the second time I played. The first time I played, it just came a lot faster, but I think also because we got into the third, fourth, fifth clue, which is like my sweet spot. Right. <laughs> um, so there, not, there are five, by right. the way. There, well, six. There's six. There's six. six. Yeah. And so I... Six is the easy one. Two is like, I, my brain is still processing like, wait, what were the letters again sometimes? And when they said S-O, I felt like every O word just like left my yeah. brain. Yeah. It was It was hard. That one was difficult. And they were taking like two clues and getting like really close or right. they would get it and I'm like I'm not even in that like neighborhood. So my wife and I have the home game. My wife hates playing with me. 
She's like, this is, I have no idea, and you're done already. Sounds was, like you need to get on the show. I would love to, but those guys don't want me there. I don't know about that. But it, it would be I interesting. But I, but I want to ask you this, too, because we've yeah. tried playing different trivia games and games on our show, uh-huh. and I always chuckle to myself that you know you've made it in radio when people <laughs> want to tune in to listen to you play a game. Not play it themselves, like initials, program password. Yeah. You guys do a lot of cool stuff with VEN. Yeah. Don't you think you've made it when people want to tune in to listen to you play something? It's a pretty, I mean, I think they're listening to like the initials game. Right. Yes, not right. necessarily me playing, but yes, I do think that like, and I do think it's awesome to be invited to do something like that. Yeah. I mean, again, I just, it, it was, it's so fun. I love the idea of the game. I take it very seriously. So I'm playing with like friends. Like we've had game night the Wednesday before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so we practiced together. But again, like we were getting into the third, fourth, fifth clue, and I was, I won a lot. Yeah. And then I get to there with people who are like so good and it's like, ugh. Well, and you get enough of those guys that play every Friday and it's right. old hands for them. Yeah. But I want to talk about something else, even though I could talk to you about the initials game for the entirety of our too. segment. I, I know. Too. Hopefully you and I will play someday. I would, I would, I would love en- that. I would enjoy that a great well, deal. Well, if you ha- ever bring it to your show. There you go. You're I'll in. Come You're in. There we are. We'll have to ask Corey Cole if I have permission. <laughs> we'll start our own tournament and Tatum will be our first participant. There you go. I want to talk about, I want to make an easy transition to something that I hope was an easy transition for you. Simple purple and gold. Yeah. I'm wearing purple and gold today because I've been a Vikings fan. I'm Obviously. 40, I'm 44. I've been a Vikings fan since birth. You transitioned here from LSU. Purple yeah. and gold just got to stay in your wardrobe, didn't I it? know. It was great. Finally, got to use that out of all my purple and yeah. yellow clothes. No, but um, yeah, it's it's been really, really exciting to see. I think I kind of geek out over seeing LSU players yeah. make it in the league. At one point, Louisiana had the most NFL players per capita in the country and being from that state and, and covering the high school football there and being around that. That Jefferson kid, he's okay. Yeah, he all right, yeah. 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 Well, how how and many he was like, Vikings are there? Right. right. Well, there's four. So it's it's, it's uh, you guys. Justin Jefferson, Ed Ingram, Jay oh, Ward, Jaqueline Roy. How oh, did you five. miss that? And I already Daniel. made my quip no, about it. So there's five. Yeah, oh, I had... there was one point where we weren't sure about Daniel right? But now that he's here, there's five. Yeah, no, that's there's that's five. fair. So I guess to that end, LSU to Minnesota is transition number one. But take me through a day here. You're with Vikings Entertainment Network. You do so many different things. You wear so many different hats. Yeah. Is it even possible to take me through a day because they're so different? Yeah, they Walk are very me different. What you do? Yeah, they're very different, but kind of the same at the same time. Like you do get into a routine, especially when the season happens. You start to kind of figure out. Like you do a lot of game research. Yeah. You make a lot of media appearances, whether it's radio. We do um, a weekly show. We have a couple of social hits. There's a, a network the, interviews with the guests. field access videos are unbelievable. Yeah, yes. yeah, those are really great. Our yeah. team here at Vikings Entertainment Network is awesome. Uh, it includes like game presentation, which is what who runs the stadium, but within the all of our departments, social, digital, and and uh, game entertainment, there's 45 uh, wow. of us. Oh, wow. okay. Probably the biggest in the league, and you can tell just by being down here yeah. in the facility. Like this is the first floor. It's a lot of video. This protection. is a mecca. This is amazing. There's the studio. Everything's here, and then the second floor is where a lot of our digital and social like leadership. And so we have two offices and two floors okay. in this building and so it's a big operation i think that's the one thing that i was kind of surprised about um coming in here from the local tv world right. is that it's like oh it's kind of the same yeah it's ran a little bit similarly there are a lot of similar things but um but yeah it, it, the vikings fans are very lucky to have such an operation there's like words this you don't hear very often luck <laughs> and vikings right. go ahead well just because like when you look at other teams yeah. production studios from like the nerdy production yeah. side like i'm looking yep. at it it's it's definitely like one of the best in the league so they're and and game presentation i mean they've won best presentation in football game presentation in football for three straight years now 
Right. That's in amazing. In football, like、yeah. against everyone. And then the middle year, like not this year, but the year before, it was in all of sports. So coming to a game. Oh, that's cool. It's an experience in and of itself because of the way that they, they run the show. Right. So, you talked about the similarities coming from local TV to this.、Yeah. I want to talk about what some of the differences and some of the challenges might have been because、sure. you're talking to a guy right now that did local sports on TV for a nightmarish couple years. <laughs> I got a face for radio for a reason. It did, not, it did not go well, <laughs> but I love radio. I will embrace it to the death.、Yeah. I, I love doing this because it's so simple, because I can be kicked back and、oh, clowning、yeah. around and、mm-hmm. nobody sees what I'm doing. But, and you get more than two minutes.、Uh, obviously, I'm, say, I'm, not a, I'm not a man of few words at all. Yeah, there's no such thing as light or heavy in radio. We just go. You just go. But what have been some of the challenges as you've blossomed in this role? Yeah, I think、um, it's honestly just, first of all, like, I, I enjoyed telling the stories、yeah. from the local TV side. I wasn't really like, I'm going to get that breaking news story or I want to report on this. Horrible thing that happened to this team or with this player right, or something. Right, right. That was never my. You're not my, doing clickbait. Exactly.、Yeah. Not really my thing when I was even in local, right? So that when I got here, it was like, that's what you're focused on. You're focused on telling the stories of this team. So that was a huge positive for me.、Um, the challenges are like, at first, it's just kind of it's interesting being in the same building as them. Like, they're not your coworkers. I mean, they technically are, but like, they're not, right? But, like, right. but then you're next to them or you have to go to, you know, you're just around them all the time. And so I think it's just picking up on the cues of like,、um, How to act, how to be, what to say,、yeah. what don't, not to say. We、so、need to learn that today. Just like、yeah. tiny <laughs> things, right? But, but, it, but it is really neat. I think that if I would have done this job before I maybe did local, I、right. would have been maybe a bit more comfortable in those situations. Cause before I'm kind of just wide eyed at training camp. Cause they did you have a starstruck like, moment? Um, at the Vikings. That's what I was going to ask.、Yeah. Sorry. Here at the Vikings. <laughs> yes. Um, Or in general, I love to hear those anyway. You know, it's hard because, well, it's hard, it's funny you say that because I feel like in this role, you're told, and you really do need to kind of just like treat them like normal people. I know. Even when you're. It's so easy to say, but how、things. do you do that? I think honestly, there's never been like a sports person that、right. really shocked me. Or, like, I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like,、yeah. every, I mean, I did go up to Drew Brees the other day and say hello when he was here because that was like a,、uh, obviously, when yeah, I m o v e back from, I'm from New Orleans. And so that was a big guy that we all、right. love in that、right. city.、Um, the only time I think I ever walked away from an interview, like, shaking because I was so. Freaked out was Garth Brooks. Really? Oh, that's cool. So it has nothing to but, do but really with、Chris、sports. But not Chris Gaines. Not Chris Gaines. Not Chris Garth Gaines. Brooks. Garth Brooks. All right, that's very fair. See so, what I did there? Yes. Nice. <laughs> so I had,、uh, we have some friends that are in the industry, and it's always interesting when they talk about. You know, their starstruck moment, it wasn't a player. Yeah. It was somebody in their field that they wanted to get to know and they met. It's a PA for me.、Uh, a, right, lot. Cool. a lot. A lot of the time.、Cool. That's you know? what I wanted to know. Is there、yeah. anybody in your field that you were like, oh man, I can't believe this broadcaster is here or、I've、this had, person、yeah. in social media? Yeah. Oh, that's such a good question. Look at、it's、you. It's so hard. It was to, like, one for the day. The show's yeah, almost over. It's so hard to think. It's hard. Off the top of your head, I've actually been challenged recently to make a list of everyone I've interviewed in my career so far、yeah. because I will forget, like in moments like yeah, yeah. this, who it is. But I mean, any, any like major female that has really blazed the trail for, for us is someone that I'm like, oh, wow, this is like a really cool. cool moment. I、yep. mean, Erin Andrews has been someone、yeah. that I've always looked up to.、Yep. And, and I, I had a chance to interview her and, and ask her questions on, like, 
you know, she sits down with players every week for Fox and she does these great interviews where she's so candid and comfortable with them. And I was just kind of picking her brain on how that happens and, and her process. And I think that was pretty cool because growing up in the SEC, you oh, watch yeah. a lot of what she does. Um, I think she started out in the SEC and then on college game day. And so I watched a lot of college football growing up. And, and that was someone that I always <laughs> was like, she seems like she has a really cool job. Yeah, she yeah. seems like she's a really cool person. And she was, which was really neat. That sounds like so. a podcast. Well, we that, could do that, that every week. That's always good yeah. because, you know, the cliche says never meet your heroes. Sometimes it sounds like you really should because yeah. sometimes they are truly that awesome. So I want to talk to you about times of year because, you know, they just played preseason game one. So yeah. we're all kind of in football mode. Uh, but we were yes. laughing earlier about the propensity for people on social media to make knee-jerk reactions. The, the <laughs> Packers won last night. So, of course, they're going to the Super Bowl. And the Vikings lost on Thursday. So, of course, we may not win a game because that's, that's what some people love to do. And it drives me bonkers. But what I want to talk to you about in terms of time of year is during the preseason, PA mentions VEN all the time. Are you busier now than during the regular season, or are you preparing for something bigger? How does it go in terms of ebbs and flows of yeah. how much you have on your plate? I do think training camp is a grind okay. because you really don't have the same schedule ever for a week, okay. and you don't really have like many days off because even if the players have the day off, that doesn't necessarily mean we have the day off. We're kind of playing catch-up, or we're shooting things that we in the studio that we can't do normally. So a lot of times these days off, quote-unquote, is not are necessarily not really. Yeah. So it, it's a grind. Like sometimes you get maybe a couple days off. Like we were, this is so, like when they had the rain out last week, as unfortunate as it was, because it was going to be a huge day at camp, we had sold out tickets. We were so excited. It was nice, at least from selfishly on our end, to be like, oh, we can just go home for the yeah, day. Like right? it's an inside have practice. A life? Like nothing's. Yeah. So it was like kind of nice to just have a day. But um, so I think that it's just more of a grind. And I think the players kind of could echo that too. Like when you're in training camp, you're just like on all times. Like you're here doing content early in the morning yeah. and then you've got practice till 4.30 and then you've got to wrap up your stuff by 5.30 so you're here a full day when in season it's more like the 9 to 5-ish right. kind of schedule a business because, day a business day right sure. because you know you you know that you're going to be working on Sundays you know that you're going to be working some days later traveling things like that I have guys from Duluth so, bugging you on Saturday mornings things fine. like that hey whatever works um yeah, so you have, yeah, so that that's just kind of how it goes. Um, in season's a lot more structured. You know your week. Right. And you can plan around it. But but it is interesting because when you start to really think about the routine of it all, you're like, wait a second, we've got a Thursday night game, and then we have two Monday night football games. Yeah. So then we have a f potential flex for another Thursday game, and you're like, well, yeah. that kind of... The you best know, laid yeah. plans, right? right. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, look, it's the best job to have to be able to work in, in the league and to be a part of this. Right. So, like, as much as I'm, like... Complaining. You're not. I don't know if you would say complaining. <laughs> right? I'm right. not complaining. I was like, going to say, I don't know if I've ever seen anyone yeah. complain in a way that we can see how much she enjoys the job <laughs> in general. We are chatting with Tatum Everett. Quite frankly, I wish we could for longer because I know I could. I hope maybe we can connect and you can do the show by phone in Duluth sometime. But I want to close with this because you love college football and an LSU person has to. Really, oh, you have great reason to. We here for a whole show. And yes, I opened Pandora's box yes. at the wrong time because our last <laughs> guest is coming up in just a couple minutes. But College football is almost beyond recognition now with all the super conferences and the Big Ten is the Big 18. and Transfers. The transfer portal, is it being ruined? Is it being improved? Is it just about money? Name what is a, likeness. What, can I finish? Yes, sir. I feel like Ross Perot. I'm like, can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? <laughs> but anyway, 
As someone who's as passionate of a fan as you are, what's your take on all of this? Is it change that was due or is it change that they're going to regret? Yeah, you know, I hate to break, I hate to tell you this right now because I am, as much as I love college football, I have not been very great about keeping up with it the okay. last two years, mainly because I really just try to dive fully into the NFL. Sure, sure. And I do love the league now. So let me give you a, a clarified geography lesson. Some, oh, no, I, suddenly I mean, they're going to try to rope in Minnesota and Oregon as a rivalry. Sure. What do you think of I, that? I mean, I, yeah. I, I do keep up from yeah. like a granular, like a, like a, a bird's eye view you, yes, yeah. yes. Um, you know, I think it's I think the reason I'm kind of like waiting to fall back into it is because there's just so much going on and so much uncertainty. Right. Um, I don't I, I don't mind the name image, image and likeness thing. I just watched the Johnny the Johnny yeah. football documentary where I he like, would love it. Where I just you know, I look at I look at what Texas A and M did with his success and I'm like, he really just like really could have benefited. I mean, yes, he yeah. would have probably done the same stuff he was doing and probably wouldn't have ended well for him then either, right. but at least he was earning it at the time. He would have been wealthy it. when he flopped. Well, and he could have been a senior. Sure. Yeah. He could have spent well, two more years maturing in school. Yes. And so that, so maturing and Johnny Manziel, we're hitting all kinds yeah, of right, weird phrases right. today. Go ahead. So that, I think that's part of it. It's just, there's just so much like uncertainty and turmoil and like this and that and changing that I'm like, I'm going to calm down yeah. and I'm going to wait until I see it. But I think that it's not, it's not uh, way off to say that they're just eventually going to look like the NFL, where you're going to have, like, it's not going to be called the Big Ten and the SEC, but I think it's going to be a lot like that, where you have the Big Ten and the SEC, right? and then they play for the college championship, a.k.a. the Super Bowl, and then you have you have each conference probably end up looking like they used to two years ago, right. where it's like the When all said and done, it doesn't look that different. It's going to be divisions. Yeah. They're going to play each other. They're going to play some cross-conferences games. Yep. And the, but, but the good thing about that one will be, there. I don't think there'd be like the quote-unquote cupcake game where, yeah. you know, like you'd be scheduling another team from another division in the other yeah. conference. Yeah. I, I don't I, I could see it happening, so it'd just be like NFL light, like it would yeah. just be here. The NFL that's, G League. I've been calling. Yeah. That's that's my prediction. I know it's not a hot take or anything. It's commonly talked about, but I it it never felt more real than it does now with the way that the Big Ten is like sniping right. all the Pac twelve yeah. teams. Right. So I could see it happening like that. For now I'm just worried about one team, one conference, one division. That's all I worry about. So So go ahead and close with the Go Tigers. Go Tigers. All right. That is Tatum Everett. I really enjoyed this. I hope we get a chance to connect again. No, Thank you very much. This was fun. Sometimes it's fun to talk about the stuff that, uh, like on the field stuff, we can sit here and talk about and we can do that next time. Yeah. But it is neat to keep, to have people have an eye, get an eye behind the curtain here. Yeah. Um, while you guys are here. So. Absolutely. Yep. Thank you for helping yeah. us with our maiden awesome. voyage, our maiden appearance I'm here so at I'm so happy you are here. Have a great, have a fun day. Thank it's be you. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, so you for helping yeah. make it so great. Vincey Glenn, the former safety for the Vikings, will close the show by phone. He's with us to close out a Northland sports page. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, Nick Stoltman, Tatum Everett. We're going to break. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the final segment. Boy, they say time flies when you're having fun and I don't know that we've had more fun than we have so far today. Final segment of the Northland sports page. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, Nick Stoltman, Tatum Everett and PA just exited the studio. We don't get a chance to do a lot of live in-person interviews. Those were two of the best, man. Oh, those are fantastic. Wouldn't it have been fun to spend, you know, like an hour with each of them? Yes. It would have been awesome. In fact, I walked away from said interaction with Tatum Everett's number. And to say that Tatum Everett will return to the show sometime soon is a definite fact. Oh, 100%. 100%. So, no, it was fun. Two of the best interviews there. But how about to 
borrow from Common Man. 13, 14 of the best, our sponsors. Oh, 100%. Let's start with Aurora Architecture Studio, the OG, the one that got us through when it was difficult to get through. Hoops Brewing, OAR Holdings, Krauss Heating and Cooling, your carrier, 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 HVAC, authorized dealer, Northeastern Minnesota. Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Sammy's Pizza, the Blackwoods Group, including the locations on London Road, Proctor, Two Harbors, Blackwater Downtown and Tavern on the Hill up by the colleges, Avenue 45, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Pier B Resort, and Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai. And also our friends at Comfort Systems who invite you to sign up for a service appointment. Do it online and mention you heard it on the Northland Sports page. When you do that, you'll receive $20 off the appointment. All you got to do is visit ComfortSystemsDuluth.com. And a couple additions to the sponsors that Dave just mentioned. Mount Royal Bottle Shop, they work in conjunction with Hoops Brewing on Saturdays. 10% off all Hoops products, courtesy of the Northland Sports page. And again, Wednesdays are Wine Wednesdays. 10% off all wine products at Mount Royal Bottle Shop. And also Blackwater is a place to be on Wednesday, particularly if you work in healthcare. Healthcare Professionals Day each and every Wednesday. 20% off food and drink. Yeah, again, healthcare professionals go through so much on a daily basis, on an hourly right. basis. To be able to go and un- unwind at, at Blackwater, 20% off is, is a huge plus. But just as a hat tip to our healthcare workers, take advantage of it. Absolutely. So plenty of specials at Blackwater on Wednesdays. Things like June and January, fondue for two and all the smoke. On the lounge, on the patio, live music by Paul Metza. Blackwater is the place to be. The phone right now is also the place to be because we've got a Viking legend, Vency Glenn, who joins us on the regular when we're in the studio in Duluth. This is our maiden voyage here at TCO. It's also our maiden voyage of having somebody join us by phone on location. Nobody better to join us that way than Vency Glenn, who I got a chance to chat with earlier this week and get this appearance booked. Vency, my friend, how are you, buddy? It's um, it's a real cool thing to have Vency involved. Um, he, you know, we were talking about may or may not have a, you know, they they said maybe we'll sign you a Viking legend. We were like, we, we have our Viking legend. He is, you know, in our minds when we when we get a chance to talk football and weird stuff happens, what are the first thing we say? I can't wait to talk to Vency about. Like, I want to talk to Vency about Lewisine and tackling and being out of control as a safety. Absolutely. So right now we're just hoping that we are. Indeed, connected with Vency Glenn because, again, our, our tech guru and our boss man, Nick Stoltman, is trying to push all the right buttons and make sure Vency Glenn can hear us okay. As we said, it's our first time here at TCO, and it's our first time trying to incorporate a phone guest while on location. But before we do that, I obviously want to thank the guests that have already been here today. Tatum Everett, who just left the studio, that was just an amazing conversation. And, Dave, you said it during the break. If we have her on again, there's a multitude of directions that we could go with her, and we look forward to doing that because she's a fountain of knowledge for one, a fountain of experience, and just seems to enjoy radio. Well, and not just radio, but she seems to really just enjoy what she does yes. here. Like, we had all kinds of things we wanted to talk to her about, and, and just you could feel the pride in where she's at. You know, our friend Sadie is is doing similar with the Twins. Not similar work, but th- similar ingra- ingraining themselves Who into will be sports. here later today? Sadie, Sadie Keller, yes. And, and um, uh, you know, Sadie is an example of somebody that we've known since they were little and how focused they were to get here. And it, I mean, I hear Vency Glenn in my ear right now. I'm not sure if that's a step in the right direction or not because it certainly sounds like Vency Glenn is trying to say hello. We'll find out in a moment if, if he can hear us. But... Paul Allen as well, and it looks like Vency just hung up because I recognize that cell phone noise anywhere. <laughs> the beep, beep, beep but is Paul a thing. But Paul Allen, of course, we got to thank him because, simply put, he's been on our show a number of times that I can't even count anymore. But 
physically 30 feet apart. That was a first. We know PA will be back. The only issue we had today is we couldn't stop giving out hugs enough to actually have a conversation. Well, wouldn't it be, again, our conversation with PA was so, um, you know, focused on how happy we were to be connected, you know, be here with him. We talked some football. Um, wouldn't it be fun to have PA for an hour and talk music and talk uh, steps and career ladders? And um, specifically, you know, it had been nice to break down some of the uh, the game from the other day. And as, as the season goes on, continue to break down uh, players and whatnot. Absolutely. So we've thanked our guests today, Paul Allen and Tatum Everett. We've thanked Nick Stoltman for hitting all the right buttons. We've thanked everybody here at the Vikings for getting us here. We thank Visit Egan for making all of it possible. The one guy we didn't get to thank yet because we didn't get to hear his voice is Vincey Glenn, and it looks like we can do that now. Vincey, my buddy, 2-5, let's try it again. How are you this Saturday? I'm good, pal. How there he is. I'm always, I'm always happy to hear that voice, but a little extra happy today. How you doing? I'm great, man. Just sitting here looking at the ocean. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> nice. Cali life yeah. this time of year. Yeah. Speaking of this time of year, certainly different from the training camp grind that you were used to all those years ago. But I even think training camp looks a world different now than in your era. Talk us through what this time of year, one game of the preseason in the rearview mirror, training camp, the grind of the middle of August approaching. What was that like in your career? Well, you got to understand, our training camp started like, Four days after uh, Fourth of July, beginning of July, <laughs> and we go tour days all the way except on Sundays. Tour days not all the way up to August, and then you have four preseason games, and so you're just on the grind from right after the Fourth of July for two straight months. And I mean, you hitting and <laughs> you playing against other starters. You know, the starters didn't. You played every preseason game. But like the first two, you only play like a couple series, depending on how well your, your unit played. But by, by week three of preseason, man, you, you had to play at least a whole half. Yeah, it was close to the real deal. To get ready for game shape. You right. know, I don't know how these guys go straight from jogging around practice and all that into game mode. And I think that's why a lot of the injuries happen in the NFL now, because you have to harden your body for physical play. And now I know they pay the guys so much money, like I can't get them hurt in training camp and all that. But if their bodies are not ready uh, for the season, what difference does it make if they hurt the whole season or injured? Yeah, I think that's a very interesting perspective because so much is made of not playing the first string, the second string, to preserve them for the regular season. But your spin is the other threat, if you will, of not being ready. And then when they do play, the injury likelihood is actually higher. So it, can, it's quite interesting. Can you imagine a heavyweight boxer shadow boxing, Muhammad Ali shadow boxing for George Foreman, just shadow boxing and not getting his body hard for that, them punches and yeah. blows that he got to take? Yeah, I, I was going to say, I don't want to imagine the outcome of that because I think we know where that's heading, no doubt. But speaking of outcomes, let me ask you a little bit about what your thoughts and expectations are on, on this year's Vikings team. And, of course, we only got about five minutes left because it took us a bit to get you tied up. And, and quite frankly, I, I was a little late in getting to you. I apologize for that. But that tradition dies hard, too. But when you look at this year's Vikings... It's so easy to say, you know, 13 wins last year, didn't get it done in the playoffs, but the offense for the most part is intact, although Delvin and Adam Thielen aren't here. Let's just go again and hopefully win double-digit games and see what you can do in the playoffs. But that's too simple. Every season is brand new. It's going to be a grind. All of a sudden, Detroit is everybody's darling. You know, Green Bay is starting a new era. I don't buy the Justin Fields hype, but some people do. When you look at the Vikings and the rest of this division, what do you see? 
Uh, I was just uh, looking. That's interesting you said that. I was just looking at the schedule, and the first eight games are going to tell a lot about the character of this uh, new Minnesota Viking football team. But what people really don't understand, and they say, "Yeah, we got Justin Jefferson, and we got the we got the new young receiver." Dalvin Cook can go to the house at any play. He was a threat to defensive backs, line, linebackers, and everything. One thing that the NFL is doing is they're they just alienating the running game. And if you don't have a, a running game and you think Kirk Cousins going to stand back there and not get hit uh, when he's throwing it 40 times a game, you're going you're gonna to be in trouble. So I watched the first preseason game. It was like, this is just a passing game. When they really get into games and teams that are physical, they're going to struggle because they're not going to be physical on the offensive mm-hmm. line because they're going to be paying catch mode. It's going to be very interesting because when you lose two starters like a Dalvin Cook and Alan Thielen, all pros, you lost a lot of your offense. Right. I don't care who's coming in. Say, um, Vincey, it's really cool to have you on the phone. Thanks for coming in. Um, a quick, a quick thing. Lewis seen. Um, he he uh, seems sometimes to play with his hair on fire, and uh, there were a couple times he filled well, but then got you know flat run over by the running back. As a veteran, as somebody that would be working with you know a kid safety that maybe is you know over aggressive and not breaking down or anything, did you ever see somebody that when they were playing you thought, man, if you play like this, your NFL career is going to be short? Absolutely, absolutely, man, because you're out of control. Your job is to get them down. You're not going to punish running backs as a safety, okay? You'll get a good hit every now and then, but you're not going to – their body is built for that, and you're not. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So you have to understand your DNA. You know, I always – guys that were bigger than me, I shot them. I mean, I went to them before they could even have a chance to make moves. Right. And your job is to have a good defense and everybody runs to the ball. So if one guy misses them, two, three, four more got him. And that's why we were always good on defense in uh, in Minnesota because everybody ran to the ball and you can't dodge 11 guys running to the ball. Man, those guys good. You're going to miss. There's no shame in missing a tackle in the NFL. Yeah. You just don't want to do it on a regular basis. Well, I'm glad you said that because as a last question today because we're running short on time, last year's defense did miss a ton of tackles. This defense was atrocious, and that might be being nice. The big change is the new coordinator, Brian Flores, has all these exotic schemes, has all these great ideas. How much difference can a coordinator really make? Because he doesn't play a single play. Uh, I, I just think it's the players on the field. You can come up with all the schemes and all that, but if you're not winning one-on-one matches up front on the D-line and in the back end of the secondary and the linebackers on field, it don't matter what schematics you got. Mm-hmm. It's the guys on the field. You can play defense. is about, you see that little brown ball? <laughs> Wherever it goes, get there as fast and as violently as you can every time and you can play defense. That's defense. That is perfectly said. Vincey Glenn, we've talked a lot today here at TCO in Egan about our Vikings' favorites of all time. One of my favorite safeties of the 90s, war number 25, Vincey Glenn. Our friendship with you is absolutely invaluable. We probably owe you a little bit of extra time in shows to come. Let's connect certainly down the road sooner than later. You know you and I talk a lot. We'll continue to do that. But thanks for being our first phone guest on location. We appreciate it today. 
Hey, man, anytime, guys. And, and thanks for letting me be on your show. Absolutely. Gosh, yes. thanks, that Vincey. is Vikings legendary safety, Vincey Glenn. That is a show for today. So many thank yous to give out. Thank you to all of our sponsors. Thank you to Visit Egan. Thank you for Nick Stoltman still feverishly yeah. pushing buttons out there. Thank you very much, Paul Allen, in the flesh. That was a joy. Tatum Everett, I think we've certainly made a new friend of the show, and we'll look forward to talking to her more down the road. All of the listeners, everybody that makes the Northland Sports page possible each and every week, we cannot put a price tag on how much you mean to us. Yeah, thank you, Brian, for coming down. It was nice that you made the trek. Well, and I get nowhere without your beautiful driving skills. So, Dave Cook, you're a heck of a co-host, heck of a co-pilot I try to be for you as well. Absolutely. No, it's it's been fantastic. I'm glad you're going to get to sleep this evening in your own bed, not in the kitchen. Not in the kitchen. And, uh, and uh, yeah, thank you very much for being here. This is a fantastic location. If you haven't been down to training camp, down to training camp. It's 12 noon. We're out of here. We are the Northland Sports Page. Have a good rest of your weekend. We'll see you.